Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. So this one is going to be subjective. I stand by the fact I think what Tony Khan has done with AEW in three years has been nothing short of incredible, mostly because we now have a viable wrestling alternative on the big stage. If you were watching 10 years ago, you know how wild that is. But there are certain folk who believe that certain sports entertainers deserve more under that banner, and I'm always happy to have this chat. I'm also Simon, this is What Culture. please subscribe, and yep, here's 10 wrestlers AEW has totally wasted. Cue the rage. 10 Samoa Joe. So I'll admit this list is going to be a bit like me arguing with myself, but I do think there's a caveat here. Ever since Samoa Joe was brought into AEW, he has been doubling up his time by doing a bunch of voiceover and Hollywood work. That's just cool. It also means he's not going to be as prominent on Dynamite as you may want, and that's where this begins. I definitely think there's a holdover from how he just vanished from WWE towards the end of his run there, so fans feel like they haven't had enough Joe time for years now. Since his debut, the Samoan has only worked six matches, or thereabout, and aside from his clash with Adam Cole, I doubt there's that many you can remember. He's also mostly used to do surprise run-ins, but I can't get mad at that because it's my favourite part of wrestling, but I get it. Samoa is a main event talent and should always be in that mix. I keep my fingers crossed, he shall be there sooner rather than later. Number 9, Tony Nese. Back to the shouting at my own face, because I really enjoy the relationship between Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. Sheer 180 of super serious wrestling man and idiot lawyer entertains me and they're goofs, therefore I look forward to seeing them on my screen. The thing is, Nice has become a utility player recently, hence why when Wardlow needed a squash win, Tony was the man to step up to the plate. I think Wardlow destroyed him in about 90 seconds, and while wrestling is a team sport, that's not going to put a smile on Team Tony. You want your guy to fly. He's also such a great grappler, it would be cool if he could get to show this off more on Dynamite or Rampage. This goes far wider than Mr. Nice. AEW's roster is so huge, there's always going to be certain individuals who suffer here and there. Let's hope Tone can find a bigger role before long. Number 8, Paul White. The former Big Show has had one hell of a career. I mean, what hasn't he done? We're being pedants, I don't recall him headlining a WrestleMania, but outside of that, Paul White ticked every box. Incredible. It's why it was a smart signing by AEW, because if nothing else, his experience is invaluable. And while I'm sure that's happening aplenty behind the scenes, fair to say in terms of what's happening in front of the camera... Well, there's not much going on at all. This could be because White has plenty of outside projects going on, but take a powerhouse Hobbs. I would love a few between these two with William kicking Paul's ass. That's a huge name to whack on your CV and would tap into this dominant heel run the powerhouse is currently enjoying. And I'm not saying White has to be on the show every week and he likely doesn't want that either, but we certainly could do more with him when it comes to the young guys. He is just waiting to be picked up and slammed. It will forever be impressive. Number 7, Athena. I'm not 100 
100% sure this is a fair one, but there are certainly some blurred lines. Despite what some thought, I loved Athena vs. Jade Cargill at All Out 2022, because it was like a Goldberg match updated for today. Athena went all crazy at the start before Jade used power to win, and I don't always need a 20 minute 6.56 star match classic, sometimes just kick ass. I think the reason the former Ember Moon is in the list is because after the fact, she did indeed vanish. It didn't help that beforehand she only had the odd dynamite appearance, although this isn't exclusive to her. Once again, it happens a lot to wrestlers simply because AEW is so big. That doesn't mean it's not a shame though, as Athena is really good. She's also got a cool look, so she stands out. And we can but hope that there are plans for an all elite wrestling women's show. And if there's a bunch of talent there, just waiting to smash it. Number six, Ruby Soho. I mean, I could just repeat what I just said, although Ruby Soho is a bit different. She has been having fun matches alongside Ortiz and a mini feud with Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello throughout the summer of 2022. I suppose this is more about what it could have been. When Soho debuted at All Out 2021, she got one of those reactions that's lightning in the bottle. The sheer love for her was obvious and the grin on Ruby's face was the icing on the cake. We had a star on our hands. Sadly though, it was never really capitalized on and after trying and failing to become the AEW Women's Champion, she kind of just floated around for a bit before losing to Britt Baker a second time in the Owen Hart Cup. She's still an asset to any roster, and any wrestler can be rehabbed in a few weeks. It has kind of petered off at the moment. Here's to some energy soon. Number five, Keith Lee. I think this one comes down to how much we see in him. Keith Lee is everybody's favorite wrestler, mostly because he's such a nice chap, and we remember how bizarre his WWE main roster run was. He's a bear by the end of it. Who knows? So when he did join AEW, many thought it would be to interact at the top of the card, and so far that hasn't happened. While he is more than capable, instead he was teamed with Swerve Strickland as they became the tag team champions, and so far it's rocked. You've got the babyface Keith, the seemingly asshole Swerve, I really like the dynamic. This pretty much means we're looking at a marathon, not a sprint with this one, as I totally believe Keith Lee will be the AEW world champ one day. Many just thought he'd smash this from day one, but he's still making some damn good memories. That match with the acclaimed All Out 2022 for one. I've watched that twice now. It is so, so great. Number four, Andrade. Now we do get into characterization. No one in their right mind is going to say that Andrade hasn't shown his worth in AEW because since joining in June 2021, he has had bangers all over the place. When it comes to his persona, however... There's not much to say. Aside from the whole he came from WWE, Andrade has stolen Matt Hardy's group, got some weird relationship with Private Party where they're both friends and enemies simultaneously, and loves nothing more than trying to buy people. Now that is funny, but he has bounced around so much it's hard to make heads or tails of it. And you could say that that is an issue that All Elite Wrestling could deal with better overall. Certain narratives do sometimes just run out of steam before they get going, but it also does seem fair to say we are only three years in, probably just need to give it a little more time and allow Andrade to have an elongated feud. Number three, Miro. So I am biased with this one because I want Miro to be the world champion yesterday. I'm still waiting. After a strange debut where he loved video games, Miro quickly became the Redeemer, a gimmick so good he could rant and rave about everything and come across like the coolest dude in the land. He also just destroyed people in the ring and felt so damn legit. When he won the TNT title, I felt like he could have held it for years. Injuries did hamper some of this momentum, but aside from a six-man tag all out, Miro hasn't done much of anything as I say these words, and that makes me a sad panda. It's been two years since he debuted, and he certainly does have some highlights, but it's time to take them man and have him hang with your top guys and sure maybe it won't work but if that happens i will eat my hat given this is a voiceover i can do that 
no one will know whether it's true or not. Number two, Tony Storm. Sounds silly, right? Tony Storm is the interim AEW Women's Champion as of September 2022, which is a pretty good place to be in. That means you're on top, winning, having a good time. This ties into the Andrade line of thinking, however, because in terms of stories, she hasn't really had one. Storm had the tag team with Thunder Rosa, which only lasted about a month, and other than that, won the belt in a four-way that was set up because Rosa had to drop hers due to injury like there was something you could really sink your teeth into. It's hard to criticize too much because WWE threw a pie in Tony's face without her getting any sort of proper revenge, but we just need to get some good plots into our wrestling. Maybe she's caught, I don't know, stealing Jamie Hayter's boots or something. Nope, wait, sorry. <laughs> My mistake. That's sports entertainment. Number one, Malachi Black. I shall tread carefully here because rumors are Malachi Black left AEW after needing some time to sort his mental health. Can't get mad at that. It shouldn't even be out there in Murmur World. Let the man heal however he needs to. What this has done is triggered the question about whether Malachi was feeling a little lost because his House of Black stable was booked without too much stability. They're on TV, they're off TV, they kind of had feuds, and they didn't have much at all. I mean, what was the deal with the mist? People were getting gross on their eyes never went anywhere. Black is just so unique to the industry and therefore needs a bit more leeway than most, and sure, after a while he wasn't really getting that, just because there were so many bodies and not too much TV time. I don't really care about that though, health and happiness before anything else, so I send him my best and I send him positive thoughts, and I hope he finds himself back on his feet before you can say spin kick, one, two, three. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.